Good morning, everybody. That never gets old for me. For those of you that are new, I'm joking. I'm not actually a new, new age retard. All right, so today uh, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons have officially canceled Tim Pool. Also, uh, Chinky Bear on her way to a Jortonian uh, meetup was engaged in an act of terrorism because she was behind the wheel of a car. Uh, a nice garden update. Of course, Anchor Bear came through strong on the remix of I Am Now the Alpha. The bells, the chimes, the horns are fucking outrageously hilarious. Thanks, Nato Bear. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I, uh, it's so funny. Like Every now and then, someone will comment like, the horn's a little much, and 80 people jump in like, no, the horn's great. Are you a pussy? Did I miss the hilarious remix? Coddington, you made the AI for it. Oh, wait, that's the loop for rumble. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, you're doing a funny joke. Kyneton, let's start things off with the, um, with the super chats. Oh, and I just had to <laughs> educate Twitter about why people in Hollywood call me crazy. It's really funny, just slowly showing people. Because, of course, Joe Rogan, the uh, garden gnome, just said that I was crazy again in a podcast, which is fine. I did have a horrifying experience with that edible. Uh, that was like seven years ago, eight years ago. He's still talking about it. Cause apparently that's proof that everything I said about him is not true. And listen, I never witnessed Joe Rogan do anything gay, but three people, one being Alex Jones told me for sure he's gay. And, uh, he just seems like he's got sugar in his tank. Okay. That's it. I never saw him fuck a guy behind a dumpster. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Like the way I was joking about dumpster pumping and all that, I never witnessed Joe Rogan pump. But Alex Jones' Vegas trip, dumpster, yeah, there's all kinds of dumpster stuff, dumpster talk with old Mr. Rogan. And I don't even care. I was, the world can now see I was right about all of it. The trans kid movement was not going to stop unless people push back. Everything's fucking gay. Bud Light, Jack Daniels. It's all literally gay. It's all like demonically gay. And um, yeah, now I'm in Idaho farming, crushing, and all these people that called me crazy just have to deal with it. Yeah, he likes women with armpit hair. Yeah, guys, I mean, the guy, he's got sugar in his tank. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I get it. It's not that big of a deal. I'm still friends with a couple gay guys. I mean... I don't let them in Idaho, but, uh, you know, it's not like I don't understand. John Magaby claimed that Rogan pumps. Dude, everyone says Rogan pumps. Okay? Calling you crazy won't make him any taller. Yeah, well, I just tweeted, uh, apparently Joe Rogan called me crazy on a recent podcast, but as the old saying goes, if a garden gnome calls you crazy, you're doing something right. I have no animosity towards Rogan at all either. That's the funniest part. Like I used to, I, I, I wouldn't call it hatred, but I, I felt, I did feel threatened by him. Like that. I couldn't do my job as a comedian with him, like doing all this secretive, you know, gatekeeping horse shit. The, the third podcast I did with him, I thought he really disrespected me a lot. And I think it was intentional. Um, 
And, you know, there was a time when I saw him as like kind of this evil, nefarious figure that was gatekeeping young men, kind of like what the Andrew Tate figure is now doing. I don't I don't care anymore at all. I actually would enjoy having a conversation with him. You know, he played you. I'd be pissed for a bit, too. Yeah, he did play me. He brought on, you know, Kurt Metzger all strung out on crank to just like cut me off and yell and freak out and be disrespectful. It's like, you know what? Then you're now a gay garden gnome because I'm not one of these peons. I also told Twitter this too, because this one, I'll show you the garden update. It's looking great. And this one guy said, uh, where is it? One second. Apparently, uh, some dude said, buddy, according to your home life, you're much better adjusted to reality than most. Why do I just hear that you're a nut all the time? And I said, because I left relatively high status in the Hollywood Hunger Games to pull on goat teats, speak my mind and have a ton of kids in the country. That is unimaginably crazy thing to do in the eyes of people competing in the Hunger Games. Go get them ring, rings, boys. Spoiler alert, nothing happens. I'm going to do another Hunger Games episode maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'll do it Friday on Good Friday. Really dropped. That's tomorrow. Sorry, I'm retarded. Um, because the Hunger Games is exactly how society works. It's exa- And I, I used to do a bit that I was from District 12. Uh, it was uh, I was like, yeah, I'm from a town with three nuclear power plants, a nine-month winter. You know, all we all we had is bars and Catholic churches. I'm like, I'm from uh, District 12 and Hunger Games. <laughs> and so it's kind of like what I was talking about Louisiana Black Bear on that Instagram stream about how he's from the ghetto and his family got out of the ghetto. And how do you get out? How do you win the Hunger Games? You make alliances. You, you know, just I'll, I'll break it down. I won't do that today. Today we're going to talk about how Tim Pool is canceled by Dungeons and Dragons. But the Hunger Games guys... If you leave with status, like I went from District 12 to District 2 or 3. You know, I wasn't District 1. I wasn't um, DiCaprio or one of those guys. But I I ranked up a lot in the Hunger Games. And then I just left. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> and they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're crazy. Because to them, nothing's crazy. They're like, but you got all this. You're at CAA. You're... You're, uh, you're touring the country, your name's in lights, you get all the sex you want, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it, it's stupid. Like I now, I fell in love, you know, my, me and my wife are gonna have a family. Why would I wanna raise them in Los Angeles? They're like, it's district one. <laughs> your calls are literally like two to three years ahead and you called the weapon, weaponizing uh, gays like three years ago. Now they are trans mass shootings. Ugh, just fucking ugh, you called it though, BB. Yeah, and the things that never change, I'll open up with a bit from Huge Pianist, which you can get at Amazon. And thank you, uh, Daywalker Bear, for making this little clip with my mom in it. It's 30 seconds, and it's definitely something to remember. This bit never isn't true. It's always true. Like my mom, I'll give you an example. My mom, so smart, she's simple. Six foot one, purple sweatpants, doesn't give a shit, you know? (laughs) And I'll call her sometimes, freaking out. I'm like, Mom! Have you seen the news? There's a war, the world's going crazy. She's just like, tend your garden. No one can take that from you. 
And I'm like, what? She's like, grow something and be proud of it. And she's right. All the problems just melt away when you just start weeding the rhubarb, you know, just, just get dirty. I seen an interview with you on the House Bunny set and basically said, yeah, the Playboy Mansion isn't really my thing, calling it gay. Yeah, I never attended any uh, parties at the Playboy Mansion. Guys, I used to be more of a hedonist and I didn't uh, have as much morality, but I was never uh, into that shit. You know, I was the uh, butler of the Playboy Mansion in a $30 million movie and I never liked the mansion. Like, I never liked it. I didn't like, I, I wasn't attracted to the women there. They all seemed fake and damaged and weird and like they're lesbians. Uh, they didn't seem that into men, in my opinion. <laughs> and it just seemed like the whole world there revolved around this little weasel, this little, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Hugh Hefner. And uh, Hugh Hefner didn't like me. Hugh Hefner used to say that I had to put my shirt on in between takes. He's very intimidated by me. Uh, the D&D thing was funny. Didn't Abe Lincoln have some content on the topic? I will. I saw a funny rework Jesus meme similar to what your mom says. It's a stressed out guy saying, why do you give me your toughest battles? And the, Jesus says, you weren't drinking water and get five hours of sleep a night. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. I feel like there were murders there. I don't know. It just seems like a place. It, it seems like a place that I didn't want to be at. The vibe wasn't cool. And that was at a time when I loved having sex with strange women, you know? It's not like I was above it. It's not like I was, um, but I liked authentic, honest, you know, reality-based sex, if that makes sense. It wasn't, I didn't like the leverage, fake bullshit. And the Playboy Mansion is all fake. Like they don't, those women don't like men, in my opinion. The accounts of those bunny girls are totally disgusting. Yeah, they remind me almost like they're trans. I'm not saying they were trans. In fact, I know many of them weren't. But they give me that same uncanny valley feeling as trans people. Where I'm like, you a woman? You know? I uh, wonder how the royalties are for House Bunny. I don't know. I haven't gotten a royalty check in like eight years. Six years or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're all terrified of those men there, I bet. No, they're, they're more like psychopathic. I can't explain it. It's kind of like the uh, Austin Powers thing where they start shooting out of their tits. That's more of an accurate representation of um, the Playboy girls. Now, there's girls in porn. Some of them were sweet. Some of them were like, because uh, I used to do stand-up comedy with some porn star chicks when Sam Tripoli would do his uh, Illuminati night with uh, the porn girls. And some of them were nice, but they never seemed very sexual. They all seemed very traumatized. You know, and I've never been attracted to that. I was never attracted to women that were like acting out trauma. I had a few experiences with girls like that in college and they, it freaked me out. It was like, I don't know. I don't want to get too into it, but it was just like, they kind of like disappear, you know? And I'm just not into that. I'm into, I was always into authentic uh, connections. On a, you know, on a hedonistic level, which I'm not proud of, but I never liked when a, when a girl, it was like they were acting out a trauma. Like knowing porno girls helped me not watch porn because I realized they're not actually like into it. Some 
think they're into it. Like they'll tell you that they're super into making porn and sex and all that. Uh, I don't, I'm not buying it. It seems like they're, they're reliving trauma, you know? It's kind of like, uh, like a guy who gets really addicted or is really traumatized in war and uh, gets really addicted to thrill seeking. Like, it's not like they like it. They just have to keep doing it where they like to put themselves in really dangerous positions because it's when they feel alive and it's not really, uh, they're not happy doing it, you know? Subconsciously, you knew it was trafficking and slavery probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like, uh, you know, they're, they're not kept in like dungeons and shit. Like Hollywood isn't, maybe that exists, but I've, I've, seen, I've seen more horror in churches Honestly, like I, I think that a lot of these churches are way more aggressively criminal when it comes to, you know, rape and trafficking and all that. But there's a vacancy to them where they become uh, like a product. All right. Anyway, I did security a strip club and it sounds like a similar vibe. Yeah. And, and I would relate to them. Like, that's the thing is like strippers and porn stars and stuff would relate to entertainers. Sam Triple used to do a bit about that. Not like sex, like, and I won't say friends because we weren't like friends, but it was like, um, how do I explain it? It was kind of like we're different divisions of the same corporation. <laughs> yeah, throwing money at you to perform no matter your mood. Exactly, yeah. And so, you know, they would be making a porno scene and we'd be doing a college you know, and we wouldn't be into it, but it's five grand, you know? And so we related to our lifestyles, but they were fucked up, man. And so were a lot of comedians. But anyway, let's uh, let's keep going here. Here's the garden update. Yeah, comrades, co-workers. co-workers. <laughs> oh my God, prostitutes and jesters, man. That'd be a funny sketch, like the jester. And the prostitute just sitting around as co-workers. They're just like at the watering, the water cooler. All right, let me read these super chats first. All right. Um, Joel and Lee, thank you from Rockfin. Choppy Bear, the sound effects and percussion section allows me to follow along with the stream in the form of an abstract audible impression when I'm not able to understand parts of the content because I'm on the slower side. That's good, Choppy Bear. Jackobat, speaking of slower side, Little Gravy, the first cult that archaeologists believes to have existed was called the Bear Cult of Aini. I knew. They call it a cult because they found bear skulls positioned in every cave in caves placed in the form of altars, uh, which is evidence they were the first cult to believe in a creator. First cult and last cult could it be? Uh, this is not a cult, Jackalbat. Do not try and uh, get me in that corner. And, and how do they always know everything's an altar? You ever think about that? Where, uh, cause I know that the pyramids are not tombs. It's just obvious. What if that's just where they put their bear skulls and they're like, Oh, it must be an altar. It's like, how the fuck do you know it's an altar? Just like these evolution guys. They're like, Oh, 80,000 years ago, this bat had a mutation. I'm like, you don't know where the fuck COVID came from. That was 2019. You guys don't know anything. And they're like, oh, how dare you? Oh, Jesus. Oh, nigger fucking shit. Okay. Uh, Alabama. Let's get back to Sorry about that. 
Paying Chattahoochee Bears gay away for allegedly being 2% bike thief, but I think he's closer to 33% because, like you said, give him a banana and a bicycle and it's off to the races. Yeah, he gets it. Give him a bike and give him a banana and a bicycle and he won't come back till sundown. All right. Bub's Bird Bear. Good to see you. Hi, I hope the old newspaper I sent arrives soon. Until then, I have a fun discovery to share. In a teacher's edition book from 1896, a synopsis of literature, I found the Moon Hoax published in the 1835 or 1859 by R.A. Locke. Please look it up. Also, I watch Lord Spada. Ever watch the Hoods and Howlers channel? No, but I just like people uh, touring really shitty towns. And I always dream of like, could we buy the town? You know, like uh, they'll go to towns in Arkansas and some of these places where the average home is like 20 grand and there's like good brickwork. And I'm like, could we buy the town? All right. Omar says, Allah is all mercy, extremely merciful. All you owe him is submission. He does not accept this due uh, if you associate someone else. It's that simple. This is Islam. If you submit truly only to the creator, then you are a fucking Muslim. Yeah, by that definition, I'm a Muslim. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, but then there's all the, there, it does feel like it's like, oh, and then you got to like have this hat and fucking say these words and stuff. Um, I don't know. If you understand truly only to the creator, then you are, a, yeah. Forget about I'm not a good at religion. You're not because it's bullshit. Allah's gravy is best. Let me present the Quran to you. Well, no, that's what I mean. I mean, it's like uh, the fact that people talk so much shit about Muhammad when he obviously ladled gravy, like hardcore gravy. Like he predicted the fucking uh, airplane. Like he described a flying donkey with fire coming. I'll, I'll break it down to you, but it was like, if I did that, you guys would be like batting a thousand. I mean, it's a crazy prediction. And uh, I just don't respect it. Sorry, I spit a little bit. I just don't respect it when people, when they think that there's a competitor, when they're like, okay, uh, you're trying to compete with Christianity, so I'm not going to listen to your gravy. I guess I get it. I guess people have that, that sense. I get it. But if you're on like a, like a path to just truth and like, what are we? Why are we here? Who are we? What is this earth? You know, the kind of shit that I think about. Gravy's gravy, man. And uh, just like, uh, what's his name? Joseph Smith. You want to ignore his gravy? Really? You just want to say, Joseph Smith had no gravy. Okay, well, that's your call. I'm not going to do that. All right. Hi, I'm Bora Bear. Great streams lately. I am loving the instruments. The meditation video really made me laugh as well. Thanks for your time. Anytime. Um, Argent Bear, how much more to throw the horn in the fire? I had to skip Tuesday's episode. Go fuck yourself. I'm not burning my horn. And if you skip an episode, no one cares, dude. Although I will say this. I had a, like, I don't know if you guys have been feeling the, uh, I feel like it's a realm-wide fear thing that's happening right now. Gravy isn't competitive. Yeah, yeah. I had a panicky fear about money yesterday for the first time in a very long time. And I was like spiraling about like how much insurance costs and my cell phone bill and my, and it, to the point where I went to Amy, I was like, I'm still a fucking slave. 
And I don't know if you guys are experiencing this because I know fear sucks. Fear is bad and money, you know, all that. But I was, uh, we were doing our budgets and it's like health insurance, car insurance, home insurance, um, cell phone, uh, internet, electricity. And I'm like adding it up and I'm like, <laughs> like I started literally and I'm doing fine, but I started being like, okay, how many months do we have if it all goes to shit? What if the Jortonians come back? Blah, blah, blah. And I just started something definitely going on weird shit. Yeah. Cause I have uh, damage about money in my, like deep inside me. It's like, uh, it's like a, uh, like a damage to a tree where it's always in there. No fear, but some concerns for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You always have people to help you. No, I know it's irrational. That's my whole point. Like we're doing good, you know, but I was raised with a dad who constantly, constantly was afraid of money. Constantly. It's the eighth BB. I, I get it. Yeah. How many doctors do we know we can feed? I know. Right. That would be on my list. Uh, the whispers are definitely getting stronger and I had it yesterday and it wasn't long and it's fine. And today it's way better. But yesterday it was like, what if I work at a deli? Can I work at a deli? I can fucking get a job at a restaurant. But it was to a point where I was thinking like emergency plans, like everything was falling apart and nothing is falling apart. If it all goes to shit, a lot of those expenses evaporate. I know. And then I started thinking about what insurance is. It's like, how much does your fear cost? But, you know, as a responsible man, you have to have these things. It's really interesting. Yes, I'm feeling it, BB. My father always focused on money as well. Yeah, it was like my and again, I'm not just mad about it. There's there's good aspects to my dad's insanity that helped build me, that helped uh, motivate me, helped me keep me uh, moving forward, helped help to keep me frugal. But there's always this like, that's my whisper. My whisper is about money. It is. And we're doing, that's what makes this so obscene, uh, like insane, is we're doing really well. Uh, granted, I do have a very precarious job, obviously. But it just, the whisper hit it. It's almost like the trauma, the trauma cracks in your, in your soul. It just, I'm not going to say it's a they thing, like they have weapons and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's just the news cycle. Maybe it's the moon. I don't know what the fuck it is, but um, something was triggering it yesterday for me. And so I just want you to know that as much as I can talk about, you know, not having fear and, uh, you know, looking at the big picture and all that, I still get affected by it. Growing up, parents had a lot of money, but still stressed about it all the time. Made me resent the fiat. Yet I still get stressed over it. Hard to escape the internal struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, does anybody here remember this same fear demon attack thing in the chat in the Washington stream days? Uh, I don't know. Always good to stay vigilant. Yeah, it's not bad. You're better. You're in a better place than 99% of us with no debt and owning your land. You'll be fine. No, I know, Bowler Bear, but th that fear never stops. Dude, if I broke down my monthly expenses, like Boar Bear, you have, like, okay, do you know how much my, my uh, health insurance is over $1,000 a month? You know, because then I would look at you and go, it might be nice to have a corporate job. Oh, you're fucking healthcare. So mine's over 1000 a month. You know, my internet, my cell phone, all that, it's like 400 500 a month. Oh, well, you can just downsize. Not doing what I do for a living. You know, the business expenses are wild, man. And of course, I'm not complaining. 
Of course, I know I'm better off than most people when it comes to finances, but there's so many blessings people don't realize they have. Like, have, and I know, and then we don't even use the health insurance. Like, we don't go to a doctor. My small business healthcare is $1,050 a month. It's scary how hot it is. Yeah. And that, that's coming from people who never, ever use it with the, like, the pretty much the lowest we have. And then you start thinking, do we even need health insurance? And then you come into the fact that I have assets like this land. So yeah, I, I need insurance. It's like, it's a fucking, it's also tax season. That's what it is. I just had to pay my taxes. That's another thing that, that really gets the demons going. I try to never talk about money in front of my kids. I don't want them to have any worries or think that money matters. Me neither. They've never seen me concerned about it because I'm trying to stop that cycle. My dad stopped cycles. My dad, for all of his, uh, you know, problems, he stopped cycles that I never even had to deal with. And I think some of them did have to do with uh, sexual abuse for my dad. And so I will always respect him. He didn't circumcise us. He was like, he stopped a few cycles. And so my, um, my job is to stop the next one. And that is money fear. Now, don't get me wrong. I pay my kids in little silver coins sometimes when they do hard work. And I'm trying to get them uh, industrious from a young age. But I'm trying to keep it from, uh, from fear. I remember when I visited your Washington place and you had just paid a bunch of taxes. You said you literally had to lay on the ground to process it. Yeah, yeah, just... I don't know. I just wanted to share. I'm not sharing it as a complaint. I'm sharing it just because I wonder if you guys are feeling the same thing. You can always pay to delay payment of your taxes. FYI, if the payment is crazy high. No, that's, that's the thing, Persian Jew, is I'm good. I'm good. That's why I know it's almost like a, a frequency or like just something that's just triggering old pain. <laughs> because it's not making logical sense why I even feel this way. Um, I paid 1500 a month and never use it because I had to pay 10,000 out of pocket first. No insurance now. Good for you. Okay, let's move on. No, my life is completely blessed. Couldn't be more grateful. Passover and taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sharing, man. I'm sharing because, uh, I just want to know if you guys feel in that way. All right. So anyway, here is, uh, Here's our garden update, everything. I, I like to keep you guys updated on this. So maybe down the line, we can do a montage about how things grow. It's not just about money. There's a general dread that is triggering regrets and shit. Yeah, because mine is money. Other people's is not money. Other people didn't have a fucking quarter Jew dad pacing the house, just being like, we're going to be kicked out of the house. We're, we, your mother needs to work. We, you know, just crazy. Our, our thermostat was always at 62 you know, cold ass winters. And we would be like freezing. My dad would be like, we can't have it any higher. And so that's fine. Happy to hear you're okay. Paying taxes usually makes me cry every year. <laughs> but so everybody has a different thing. That's mine. All right. Some other people have fear of violence. You know, maybe their upbringing was more violent than mine was. And so when the, the fear machine starts kicking in, you're like, oh, they're going to kick in the door. Oh, civil war, civil war, civil war, whatever the fuck it is. It's all internal, man. It's a, it's a mind job, as uh, Gravy Seal Bear tells me. It's all in the mind. It's all like, what is your damage doing to you right now? 
Because me and my wife could lose everything, be broke, and we would make it through. We've been there before together with a baby. I keep it at 16. Yeah, maybe it was 55. I don't know. I'm not good with therm thermostats. Yeah, I think it was in the 50s. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you that that's... For, for my dad, it wasn't like, oh, this is good for your health. That's how my mom was. My dad is like, if it goes one degree higher, we'll be kicked out in the snow. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's the fear. It's whatever the fear is, we'll put the damage there. Um, anyway, let's check out the garden. Hey, look, it's the baby boomer ducks. We went to the moon. Hey, Benny. How you doing, buddy? We went to the moon. I'm a baby boomer. All right, I want to show you guys what we've been up to in the garden. I put down this, uh, this little walkway. These are going to be for perennials. We mounded this one. I tilled all that. That's going to be for strawberries. And I think this one is for, uh, what, what's that called? Asparagus. And I don't know which one this one's for. But so basically we tilled all this, filled it with good soil and uh, manure. And then I'll show you what else we got going on. The outdoor stuff is exciting because the weather's getting warmer. That's where all the garlic is. And the garlic is already starting to bud a little bit, so we're covering it with straw. Keep it safe and happy and warm. All right. And then this outdoor area is getting ready to go. Keeping that covered. That's gonna be a bit, that's gonna be for a lot of cabbage and Broccoli and peas and beans. This is our potato bed. Potato bed. And then the greenhouse has been popping. So uh, every night we get a salad for all year. We just uh, pick one leaf from each plant and have a salad. So this is going to get really cool. Uh, the peas are going to start climbing up. Yeah, epic. My wife does a great job with all this. Kale, different types of kale. This is going to be where the tomatoes are. The tomatoes go all the way over here. We're going to use Jerusalem tomatoes, thought to be extinct. Brought them back after 80 years. And so we keep these large water things here for the winter. It, uh, it keeps the temperature a little bit warmer, although Idaho gets quite cold. All right, so that's our garden update. I haven't even gotten to the title yet. Oh, thanks for the... Why does everything look like a dick to you? Because you're gay. Okay, well, thanks for the silver. <laughs> that was really funny whoever wrote that. Oh, dear Owen, I enjoy your streams. Regards, Claptrap Bear. Thank you. <laughs> because you're gay. Fun fact, those tomatoes tend to annoy the neighboring fruits and whatever they're planted near. Well, you know, go ahead and call them what you want to call them, Kyneton. You want to call them nigger tomatoes. Because the nigger tomatoes annoy all their neighbors. <laughs> oh, man, at least I find me funny. Okay. 
Jerusalem came back after six million years. Yeah, totally. And just for the record, I am completely grateful for my life and I shouldn't uh, have these fears. But that's why I'm sharing it because it's just the fear itself. And it's still there in me and it never goes away. You know, it's interesting. Okay, Rockfin says, please reconsider the horn for those of us in the car. The Bluetooth volume is nearly that broadcast nearly shit myself from right off the road. I'm trying to do the horn quieter. <laughs> the horn made you shit yourself, Charles. Uh, haven't you been noticed? I've been doing it like that. Does that make you shit yourself? Hang on, let me look and see if that makes it go red. It doesn't even clip the audio. Hang on. Nigger, faggot, nigger, nigger. I think it's more about you shitting yourself, Charles. I think you just want to blame my fucking horn. I get what you're saying, though. I am listening to you guys. Because I don't want it to be a bad experience with the horn. But, uh, you know, if you're shitting your, if you're shitting your pants, have you considered raising bees? Yes. Okay, moving on. Bullshit Machinist Bear. Hey, baby, it's been a while since I paid my gay away, so here's a booster before my head starts growing a beanie. Thanks for all the spell breaking and helping me unlearn the teachings of the system. I've basically been going back to the way I used to think before the brainwashing, and it's awesome. Keep crushing onward. Yeah, it is awesome. It really is. People think you go crazy when you see things more accurately, but you're not. Your life is way better. If you compare my fears, my like sadness, all that now from 10 years ago, it's way less, way, way. That's why it's so interesting when it happens. Like I used to be like more fearful a lot than I am now. And I was known for being carefree. That's the funniest thing. But like to have that panic yesterday about money is just so not logical, guys. It's just not. It's almost, it's almost greedy. If I didn't keep it in check, because it's like, what could I possibly want? We're not in debt. We're healthy. Like what the fuck? What? And it's, and then you isolate the whisper and you realize that whisper isn't you. That whisper is not you because it's interesting because when you're in debt or when you just, uh, have a big mortgage or you're making 20 bucks an hour, which was me six years ago, I get it. Uh, you can think it's you thinking it, but it's never you. Fear is never you. It's always something else. I was digging the Tourette's guy molesting a goose stuff. It calms it down to stuff. If BB calms it down too much, uh, the whisper feeds off our fears. Yeah, listening. Well, yeah, it's a form of schizophrenia. I don't even know what schizophrenia means. I mean, I think a lot of the people that they used to put in those institutions could see through shit. Because I said this on Twitter, too. I remember watching a stream a really long time ago where BB said his mom told him to drink a ton of water when he was fucking stressed. That shit fucking works, right? Oh, yeah, I, I played that uh, clip in the beginning. I'll do it again. And then we'll get into... It's really short, but good. It's from a special I did called A Huge Pianist. Let's see, where is the fucking clip? Where the hell is it? How, how is it not here? Oh, here it is. I almost just got mad at everybody again. Like my mom, I'll give you an example. My mom, so smart, she's simple. Six foot one, purple sweatpants, doesn't give a shit, you know? <laughs> and I'll call her sometimes, freaking out. I'm like, mom, 
Have you seen the news? There's a war. The world's going crazy. She's just like, tend your garden. No one can take that from you. And I'm like, what? She's like, grow something and be proud of it. And she's right. All the problems just melt away when you just start weeding the rhubarb. You know, just, just get dirty. How great is that? Great job, uh, Day Walker Bear. So I tweeted, people in Hollywood also call me crazy because it makes it easier for them to steal my jokes and dodge my request to call them out on podcasts. If I'm evil and deranged, they don't have to acknowledge my obvious accurate points. Uh, same thing priests used to do with kids. Isn't it very convenient that the ones that were molesting were always possessed by the devil? <laughs> you know, where it's like, uh, yeah, if somebody's evil and crazy and demonic, you don't have to answer what they say. It's very simple, guys. It's, it's super simple psychological stuff. And so that's why I think that the um, quote-unquote schizophrenics from the turn of the century, especially, a lot of them were probably like, this is bullshit. And they're like, you're, you're possessed by demons. And then they just put them in an institution. Uh, here's a little thought I had while I was milking. I don't know if you guys ever have these thoughts while you're milking. And you guys want to know where the expression kick the bucket comes from? I'm not 100% sure about this. But when I'm milking my friend Sandy here, and I'll fill it out. I'll work really hard. It's freezing outside. My hands are cold. You know, and then she kicks the bucket. You know, it can send you into a murderous rage. When someone say, oh, that guy kicked the bucket. I don't know. It's just a theory. I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, when you've like manually squeezed four gallons. Oh, God. Ah, oh, you kicked the bucket. <laughs> That one, it was okay. Sometimes she gets... Ah, oh, oh, Sandy, I got a phone in my hand. <laughs> you see you see where our language comes from, ladies and gentlemen? And by the way, I manually do this with every cow and every goat every single day. It's made me very strong. Okay, so don't mess with me. I squeeze the milk, and I feed the family with my own hands. And that way, nobody kicks the bucket. Oh, Sandy, don't kick the bucket. Sometimes when Sandy kicks the bucket, I call her a nigger. I do. I'm like, you fucking nigger. I literally do that. Okay, kick the bucket and buy the farm. You know where buy the farm came from? It's uh, soldiers in World War I. When they died, they would get enough money from the government to buy a farm. Said, and some people say, oh, no, kick the bucket comes from suicide back in the Depression when you kick the bucket. The last sound there. I'm like, you don't know that, though. I think it's way more likely that it came from uh, from actually kicking a bucket. And I was thinking about this with my wife yesterday. I wouldn't say I'm burning out. I feel really good. And I've been doing the best streams in my life. But I've milked the animals in the morning and the evening, seven days a week for years now. Like no leaving the farm ever. And, uh, and it's really interesting just to think about how much work that is where for years i mean guys seven days a week no leaving ever how much to buy a farm in 1918 probably 33 dollars and uh it really starts being like holy fuck that's what that's why people went to the city that's why people accepted the federal reserve it makes sense i mean a lot of people especially a lot of these liberty guys these fake liberty guys 
they're always looking to blame somebody and how Trump is this and blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to frame them in the deep state and all that. I'm like, okay, can you wake up every single morning and milk animals and provide them the hay? And then before you go to bed every single night, without exception, you go on a date night with your wife, you're fucking milking those animals after. Every single night, seven days a week, four weeks a month, 12 months a year after year after year. And, and don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I have an upbeat, um, vibe, but it's fucking mind blowing, you know? And that's why people, that's why people have accepted these lies. That's why, you know, there's this tranny bouncing around on a Bud Light can. And I was tweeting this out, uh, and then we'll get into how Tim Pool was canceled by Dungeons and Dragons. That, and people are relating to this, man. The, the outside world gets it. Like, they're not as fucking stupid and brainwashed as everyone thinks. They're just now starting to see it. I wrote this joke. In 2003, everyone was scared if they saw the pilot wearing a turban. Now they're scared if their pilot is wearing a vaccinated sticker. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, and I said, uh, different psyops are designed for different groups. Way more on the right saw through masks, but way more on the left saw through the Patriot Act. Just different buttons and levers to control different personality configurations. Trigger words. Like, Twitter doesn't even know how to handle this shit. They're like, but, I mean, I said trans is just as real as the moon landing or fiat currency. I don't get why the right wing has such a problem with one kind of imaginary nonsense, but not the rest. You know, like a trans American. Like, if a Mexican comes to America and gets a piece of paper, if you say they're American, they're now trans-American. It's just as stupid. So it's like, hola, I am now an American. No, you're not. I'm never going to be Japanese. You're never going to be American. You know, it's just a fact. So the right wing has no problem with pretending that a Mexican is an American or that I'm a Japanese man based on my paperwork. Like I identify as a Jap. Ching chong, ching chong. What? No, that's fucking retarded. Same with like those astronauts identified with men who played golf on the moon. I said, Neil and Buzz simply identify as guys who played golf on the moon. You're either for nonsense or you're against nonsense because both sides are in on it and BB is spilling the beans. Yeah, there isn't even sides. I wrote censorship kind of backfired and made decoding tweets a very fun hobby. The pomegranates promoted rollerblading until the flying carpets got really mad at them. <laughs> Okay, moving on. I said, I'm really proud of Bud Light for finally having honest advertising. The new spokesperson is a glimpse into what damage Bud Light will do to your endocrine system and testosterone levels. You've now been warned, it's pure poison. People should be a lot more concerned with the poison that's inside the can of Bud Light than whatever nonsense they scribble on the packaging. Uh, oh, by the way, this is... This is 33 minutes into Trump's incarceration. He now um, identifies as Abu Baker uh, Mohammed Trump. And he's really against the gays now. So that was 33 minutes without his phone. And he's already a full-blown Muslim. Okay, moving on. Tim Pool has been uh, canceled by Dungeons & Dragons. This is one of the funniest. This is why Twitter is a, a blast. 
Dungeons and Dragons to remove half species from player's handbook claims the entire idea is inherently racist. And then Tim Pool laughs and says, yo, what the fuck? And I said, see? Tim Pool's existence is inherently racist. I didn't make the rules, guys. Okay, here is uh, World War III. World War II, the men would dream about a woman. In World War III, they will dream about Andrew Tate. Okay. Now, would you like to see Chinky Bear, now Ramen Noodle, whatever the fuck she calls herself. This is actual footage of Chinky Bear on her way to a Jortonian meetup. Here comes Chinky Bear. Oh, how dare you all. Oh, Owen Benjamin is not Christian. He's a bad man. So Chinky Bear comes in and she's like, oh, I have to back up now. I have to back up now. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll get out. I'll get out to my car. I'm going to see Jim Bob. I'm going to see Jim Bob. Jim Bob understands Christ. Jim Bob is the good man. Oh, oh no. There go my car. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, are you okay? Are you okay, Asian lady? No, no, not my car. I'm going to see Jim Bob. I'm going to see Jim Bob. Jim Bob was Gene Short. Oh no, come back, car. Come back, Mr. Car. No. Oh, is that is that banana peel? Oh no. Oh my god. I just slipped on banana peel. Oh, get away from me, wound eye. Get away from me, wound eye. Okay, so that was actual footage of Chinky Bear on her way to a Jortonian meetup. Okay, moving on. Um, Anchor Bear did a great job with the I'm an Alpha remix. I've had enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. I am now the Alpha. Well, not how this works. I am now the Alpha. I am the teacher. The Alpha takes priority over the teacher. The Alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the Alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the Alpha. Teacher is telling the Alpha to send you Steve right now. And the Alpha doesn't have to listen. I am now the Alpha. And now the alpha. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. Let's do it again. Great job, Anchor Bear. Oh, and by the way, at this year's Bertaria Festival, we will be uh, treated by one Mr. DJ Dirtbucket. We're going to put a bucket on his fucking head. I'm not even kidding. I haven't told him this yet. We're going to put a bucket on his head with like little eyes. And he's going to DJ all these mixes. He's going to be DJ Dirt Buckets. Here we go. I've had enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. I am now the Alpha. Well, not how this works. I am now the Alpha. I am the teacher. The Alpha takes priority over the teacher. The Alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the Alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the Alpha. Teacher is telling the Alpha to send you Steve right now. And the Alpha 
Same with, uh, same with, dude, Anchor Bear's a legend. Anchor Bear is going to, after I tape my special, which will be 8 to 9.30, maybe. I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. Saturday night, Anchor Bear is going to take the stage maybe 10 and just crush. This is how Lucifer fell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is, this is Lucifer's anthem. I've had enough of this. This punishment stuff. It's going to the start. I am now the alpha. Oh, not how this works. I am now the alpha. I am the teacher. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. The alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the alpha. Teacher is calling the alpha to send you Steve right now. And the alpha doesn't have to listen. By the way, I'm just going to show you what, well, well, Coddington DJs, this is what I'm going to be doing. Watch. I've had enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. I am now the alpha. Oh, not how this works. I am now the alpha. I am the teacher. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. The alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the alpha. Teacher is calling the alpha to send you Steve right now. And the alpha doesn't have to listen. I am now the alpha. I am now the alpha. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. Bola bear! There, DJ Dirt Buckets. Okay. Hey, George does not like my sound effects. That's one reason why I'm listening to people when they say to be a little chill about the horn. Because I know on some animalistic level, it's bothering George. George can be a real faggot, though. Isn't that right, George? You fucking nut. All right. Uh, an intense chime guy is hilarious. Yeah, that teacher handled that well. Going to need more. I am now in the alpha. The alpha takes... Priority over the teacher. This is what happens in real life when someone challenges the alpha. Here we go. By the way, that's. I have to deal with this all the time. If you don't want to get made fun of, don't wear a retarded hat and a fucking stupid outfit. It's like, stop making fun of me. I am now the alpha. Well, we'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens when you actually do something about it. Stop making fun of me. Nowadays, it seems as though everybody's got sensitive feelings and that it gives them some sort of entitlement to rush the stage like Darren Hill. Oh. My God! Takes a Sparta kick to the chest, laid down to rest, now looking like a cheap whore on the floor, 
people walking by with zero Fs given. Look, if you got sensitive feelings, don't go to a comedy show. And if you're going to be a sensitive asshole and walk up and try to ruin somebody's set, expect your chest to get ruined with a friggin' Sparta kick that sends you in a friggin' body bag, and now you're the butt end of the friggin' joke. Congratulations, Darren. You just scored yourself a cup. Dude, like, what the fuck was this guy thinking wearing that hat? I am not... So that guy... His entire, th this is what's going on in his head. Let's listen to it again. I've read enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. I am now the alpha. Well, not how this works. I am now the alpha. I am the teacher. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. The alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the the alpha. Teacher is telling the alpha to send you Steve right now. And alpha doesn't have to listen. I am now the alpha. I am now the alpha. Alright, we're gonna do it again. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. I've read enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. That's it again. Here we go. Read enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. I am now the alpha. Well, not how this works. I am now the alpha. I am the teacher. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. The alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the alpha. Teacher is telling the alpha to send you Steve right now. And alpha don't have to listen. I am now the alpha. <laughs> I am now the alpha. The alpha takes priority over the team. Awesome. Great job, everybody. Okay, moving on. Tate, worse than porn. Yeah, it's better for your mind to watch porn than Andrew Tate. The guy's not lying, male teachers at Lambda's. No, but it, he is lying. You don't declare you're a, a alpha. You just are or you're not. Moving on. Guyton, do we have any super chats? I, I like when he goes, the alpha tank priority over the teacher. It's so great. Okay, let's read some. Uh, let's read some mail. I got one from unauthorized. Paying the gay away for liking Big J's special yesterday. Also, my first count away. I'm not anti Big J. I just think those those guys are all a bunch of fucking chills, and they are. But if you find him funny, that's great. Good for Big J. Big fat fuck. Big fat retard. I am now the alpha. The alpha tank priority over the teacher. Lions don't talk about hunting. They just do it. Yeah, it's just like, I'm now the alpha. If Big J is always Jewish, that would be a hilarious name. Yeah, I have nothing against these people, guys. I swear to God. People keep trying to rope me into these emotional, dramatic arguments. I'm like, okay, my take on all these guys, they're all shills. They will say shit or not say shit for money. That's all a shill is. I won't do that. 
nigger, right? I, I just, I won't do that because then you're not a comedian. Now it's like, I, if I was a janitor and they said, don't say nigger, right? I would say no problem. My job's being a janitor. My job isn't to tell the jokes, to maintain the line for fucking first amendment rights in America. That's what the comedian's job is. That's literally our whole fucking job is to, is to call out the clowns, to call out or to call out the fucking Kings. So it's like, you can't do that and still get any respect from me. You know, wait, isn't Toronto Jew bear a big J? Yeah, there's a lot of big J's and I'm into it. If I was a uh, truck driver and they said, don't say nigger on the radio, I'd say, no problem. That's not my job. Like you're, you employ me. If you're outside the, like you're outside the system and you're a comedian and you're being paid to tell the people the jokes, it's like, okay, now don't get me wrong. You can be a clean comedian. You can be uh, Brian Regan. Great. I think Brian Regan is way less of a shill than Big J or Dave Smith or Joe Rogan or Ari Shafir, any of these people. They're pretending to be the outlaws. They're pretending to be the rough, say it like it is, fucking whatever. And they all took a knee and stayed silent about some of the biggest issues America's ever faced. Brian Regan, you go to that show because he's going to do like comedy that's family friendly. At no point did someone give Brian Regan a suitcase of money and be like, pretend to be something you're not. Yeah, Dave Smith wants power so badly. Yeah, and I, dude, I fucking, it's, it's a bummer because I really like that guy. And all he's going to find out is there's nothing there. There's just nothing there. It's a waste of time. What do you do? The, the higher you get in politics, the more you have no freedom. And you, I, Dave Smith had more freedom three years ago. I can tell you that straight up. He didn't used to be as monitored and as censored and as, you know, uh, constricted as he is now. He was awesome. Now he has to say the same shit over and over again. It's like, oh, the left and Obama and starting this war and Trump. And it's like, okay, well, do, do you got any, you're just going to do that forever now? That's just your thing? Well, you should make fun of Jews and gays. Yeah, because I'm a comedian. That's literally my job. Happy Easter, Big Bear, with a uh, tip for the piano man. Keep crushing. Thank you very much. It's like being a janitor not being able to use a mop. There's some good skits in that idea. Yeah, it's a great... Bar Bear, will you please write that down? I'm going to write that down. A janitor not allowed to use a mop. Janitor not allowed to use a mop. Yeah, and it's kind of like... Like the Caitlyn Jenner thing is when I saw through Hollywood completely. It's such horseshit. Bruce Jenner chops his cock off and kills a lady in a traffic accident. And you're telling me I can't make fun of that. Then you're lying. Imagine if a janitor, if there's all this puke and blood and shit right in the middle of the floor and he's like, and they're like, no, don't touch that though. You have to go around with a fine tooth comb and you have to get every nook and cranny, but not the giant pile of human shit. And the janitor's like, why can't I clean up this shit? Like literally everyone's puking. It smells so bad. And they're like, no, you have to go really, really get a toothpick and get in the crevices everywhere except for the shit. You got to leave all the shit right in the middle of the floor. Not kidding. 
that metaphor is exactly accurate. They're like, I'm like, okay, so Bruce Jenner just chopped off his cock, killed it, and I have to say that's a woman now. They're like, no, no, you, so you can't touch that. But what you can touch, why don't you do a thousand jokes about Donald Trump? Why don't you just do a thousand jokes about what, like really analyze rural white Christians. Like really make sure that everything they do is perfect. If they do one thing that seems at all hypocritical or weird, fucking hammer them for it. I'm like, Bruce Jenner is pretending to be a woman and he just killed a lady with his car. No, no, that's, that is a woman. That is a brave and a beautiful woman. It's like, come on, this is, this is nonsense. Now, if you have to accept lies to be in the CIA or the Marines or, you know, work at a hospital, I don't know what the fuck people do. It's, I just can't imagine that where you're like playing ball. You got to, you take the oath, you got to play for the team and all that. It's like, our entire job is to call that out. And so every one of these fucking shills and sellouts, it's like the best, the comedians that were the least sellout, the least shill are the clean ones because they never ever like Jerry Seinfeld hand to God. I believe this Jerry Seinfeld is less of a shill and a sellout than Ari Rogan, uh, Big J, Big Gay Okerson, uh, Jeff Foxworthy, swear to God, is less of a sellout shill. Because at no point did they pretend that they were going to cover these things. So you got Joe Rogan talking about taking DMT and flying to the moon and getting fucked in the ass by a demon and all this, but he can't point out uh, like any of this shit until it's safe, until they give him a little memo and they go, okay, now you can do it. Now you can totally do it. Oh, oh, he made fun of Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yeah, but it was never that it was a dude. Okay? That never became a woman. That never became a woman. Nothing Bruce Jenner has ever done has made him a woman. Shit. Sorry, George. That's, that's the reality of the situation. You want to talk about why trans is taking over the world and why... Everyone's going insane. Guys, there's a lot of insanity right now. You got a tranny on the can of Bud Light. Okay, like people's minds are melting. They're like, what is, okay, go to the root. Let's go back to the root. It's accepting lies. If you have been accepting lies, you fucking deserve it. You know, and that's the reality. A Mexican is not an American because they got a piece of paper. Bruce Jenner never became a woman. No one ever played golf on the moon. Fiat currency is backed by nothing except for blood, death, war, and oil in agreements. This is nothing. This is silver. This is something. Okay? It's so obvious. <laughs> that, that's all. It, it's like, so if you see a five-year-old fucking tran, you're like, what is happening to the world? Okay. What lies have you accepted? Do you think that... Uh, Helen Keller, uh, who couldn't see or hear since she was six months old, wrote books about eugenics and flew a plane. Are you fucking retarded? Do you think Anne Frank, do you think the Holocaust is what they tell you it is? Do you think 9-11, uh, they, 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 a couple fucking cave dwellers go to Florida, learn how to drive a Cessna. They take a 747, they fly it into a pl building and it all falls down. 
And then Building 7 just kills itself. And then, and then we go right to war with Iraq. If you think that makes any sense, you deserve Tranny Bud Light. It's all fair. This is why Satan is known as the father of lies. Yeah. It, you can't have tranny Mexicans going, oh, no, I am now an American. I am participating in the American dream. You're not American. Oh, so you're saying that America is a... Yeah, every single nation in the world is a race. It's an ethnicity. That's what a nation means. The, the Cherokee Nation, you can do a blood test for it. Japan is not Argentina. These are not hard things to understand. The right wing, the neocon right wing, is just as fucking crazy as the tranny left. If you put a dress on Bruce Jenner and pump him full of estrogen and chop off his cock, you can go, ah, okay, you can fucking put an American flag and an apple pie in a Mexican's hand. Don't get me wrong, I think Mexico's taking regions of America. Good for you guys. You guys fucking outbred us. Good work. You guys, you guys put in the time, you, you mop the floors, you cut the grass, and now you own fucking Southern California. I swear to God, I'm a little proud of you. Now, the blacks have way more of an argument for being American because they've been here a lot longer than a lot of the whites, but it's still not what America was. I mean, they were, you know, it was Anglo-Saxon. It's like what the nation of America was when it was established. That's what it is, okay? It is what it is. I don't make the rules, guys. That's what nation means. Nation is an extension of family. Okay? There was a Mexican boxer who was partial to cross-dressing. Okay, so if you're going to accept that a Mexican is an American because they possess a piece of paper, and you think that a bunch of Freemasons played golf on the moon, why would you not think a five-year-old boy's a girl? Like, you're retarded. Okay. And guys, I'm ethnically, I'm part Irish, German, English, a little French, and some Czech Jew. My wife is mestizo, like basically Mexican, but I'm being like specific about the racial thing. It's Spanish with a little Aboriginal type vibe. Norwegian and English. That's what we are. We have claims as Americans, um, but we're both kind of, you know, mixed with shit. That's what most of us are, but that doesn't change what a nation means. A nation is literally, an, it's like a, it's an ethnic group and you can pretend it's not, but it is. A Japanese guy is like, oh, how very nice of you. That is not a fucking Mexican. White mutts. Yeah, yeah, white mutts. You're a mutt too, Bowler Bear. Go fuck yourself. But at least like acknowledge what a nation is. It's like. You know, it's not an idea. It's not a paper. Like Bertaria isn't a nation. Bertaria is a community, a community. A nation is something you can test for with your fucking blood. Now, I know I've talked about starting a nation. I understand that. But I've also thought about like the fact that I, I'm not committing to a racial nation. That's not what I do. It's not what I am into. I think it sounds horrifying. I think it. I think the racial aspects of nation just kind of fall into place. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds for everybody? But I just know what nation means. It's, it's the same scam as gender. I'm Boston Irish American with some Italian, my father being half Italian. And it was like the Sunni versus Shiite in my house in the 80s. Yeah, horrible, guys. The, 
you know, that like if you have the wrong racial or national mix in the house, it's like constant fighting and bickering. I'm Mexican-American. I go to night school and take Spanish and get a B. Cheech. I got lucky when a Ukrainian Jamaican dad and Germanic mom. Good for you. Guys, I'm not saying you don't have a right to be here. I'm not saying that I, you know, I, I'm not making any hard. I'm just pointing out what a fucking word means. Call me autistic all you want, but I'm not going to just keep going with nonsense. A nation is a people. A people is defined by their ethnicity, their way of life, their features. You know, if you look at KGB shit from the 20th century, they will show you mug shots of what a Lithuanian looks like, what a Ukrainian looks like, what a Belarusian looks like, what a Moldovan looks like. It's like, it's like breeding animals. Like they, they look different. That's what nation means. And if you want to change the definition of what nation means and go with the Charlie Kirk, oh, it's an idea. It's a paperwork. It's money. It's like, okay, well, that's the end of that. Then you don't have a nation. You know? And I'm in the same boat as a lot of you guys. I don't know. Like, my American claim ethnically is like 9% of my ethnic background. I'm Irish. You know, the, the English side of me that was here since 1700, that's all I am that's technically American. Now, in the 1960s, they fucking started all the nonsense about melting pot. And there's no melting pot. Does it look, look, look out your window. Does it look like that's a melting pot that everyone just comes together and becomes this glorious Liberty tranny statue? That's not how people actually are. Like, look at how people actually are. What did they do when it came to blacks? They all look alike. I would have it. I'm not good at, I, I would just be like, everyone's Denzel Washington. I'm more Bertarian now. Nice precision, precision Barbara. This is a community, you know, and our community is defined by a way of life, you know, our ethics, like what we do, what we want out of life, our goals, but it's not technically a nation because a nation does imply an ethnic thing. And that's not what I'm into. Like, that's not my thing. I'm just pointing out what the word fucking means. All right, I am a melting pot, says Borbert. Yeah, we all are in a way, but a nation isn't a melting pot. It's like saying a gender. Why can't a boy be a boy-girl, boy-girl freak? You can't melt a nation. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just going to move on. This isn't, this, isn't the th this isn't the hill I really want to plant a flag on, but it's, it's just the fucking truth, man, because I'm seeing Twitter just going nuts with just like tranny this and how could this happen in the end of America and blah, blah. It's like... What is America? You have to be able to define it. If it is a nation, it has to have an ethnic component. You can't just give people a passport, say they're American, and then it becomes Mexico. That isn't how this shit works. There's a much stronger argument that blacks are more integrated with America than Mexicans. You know, and my kids are part, technically part mestizo, but that's the nation element of it. Mexico is a country. You know, the Azteca empire, uh, who cares? Let's just move on. How we come from various shades, but whites appear to be one shade. Go for it. Black Lady Bear, we have way more diverse. My four kids have four different eye colors, ranging from really bright blue, gray, hazel, dark brown. That's what you get when you fucking breed with the whites. You get diver actual diversity, not your bullshit diversity. Every one of your every one of your eyes, black lady bear, black. All your all your hair, frizzy pubes. 
right? It's all the same fucking thing. When you're dealing with whites, you're getting different eyes, different features, different height. We get it. I'm a mutt, but most importantly, I have finished blood, so you're all my peasants, right? That's why I really got into the Florida stuff, because I'm like, finally, I get to make my claim that I'm the king of the world. No, I'm serious, though. It kind of made me feel really good. Me and a buddy were just singing Mexican-American go to night school and take Spanish and get a B. Nice. They're not American. They're Mexican. And guys, the way things are turning, uh, the way things are moving, that ain't a bad thing, guys. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the shame that people think they have where it's like, oh, no, I'm not the Mexican. I'm an American. It's like, you sure you want to make that claim right now? I see more strength in the Mexican nation right now than I do the American nation. Obviously. I mean, the American nation is, they're, they're plastering like tranny kids on their poison water cans. Like, it's insane. You sure that you really want to fucking make a claim that you're American? And I'm not a self-hating American. I think our, our future is quite bright. But uh, it's not like Mexican is bad. It's only bad in the Hunger Games fiat fucking system that you've been uh, indoctrinated with. I mean, Mexico has a great growing season, a lot of coastline, great heritage. I really enjoy the food, strong family bonds. Brazil is running shit in the American workforce. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not saying you're under me. I'm really not. That's the whole thing. I'm just saying, like, don't lie about what you are. You're not fucking American, and that's probably... Good for you. And they're excellent people, 95%. I'm not going to make that claim, Titty Bear. I've known a lot of Mexicans that are straight up rapists. You know? They're like, they openly, they're like, oh, I like to, when I, I, I take what I want. It's like a lot of them are fucking scum of the earth. You can't make a claim that a group is good or bad. Claiming American is like claiming you're gay to the rest of the realm. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I think America's got a future, man. I just think it's very confused, very confused nation, you know, very young, very self-hating in a lot of ways, very confused. Now, Brazilians are good dudes, great workers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought you meant Mexicans. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, a lot of Brazilians are fucking cool. 100% Irish-American. What does that mean, Irish-American? Because like, I, I was listening to Paul from Pockets talk about this. The civic nationalism is fucking retarded when he's like all these Indian Indians because he was like, oh, Indian Americans and then Indian Indians. I'm like, when you lived in India, could you possibly become Indian? Are you an American Indian? Like, can we please stop with the nonsense? They're never going to be American. They're Indian. It's like, well, an Indian Indian, an India Indian, an American Indian, an Indian American. Why? Because they live here. They're Indian. So if, if Paul from, and I love Paul from Pockets. It's like my go-to fucking uh, podcast. And I'm not bummed out about this. It's just like when people's words start making no sense, you're like, can we just stop and back up and realize that what we're saying makes no fucking sense? So if Paul went to India for two generations and they're like, oh, hello, would they ever be Indian? And then they go, no, they're American Indian. It's like, no, American Indian. It's like, who's on first? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no such thing as a good nation because of sin. Thanks for bringing it home, Black Lady Bear. Um, 
Way to just make sure that everybody fucking knows that everyone sucks. No, there isn't a good... You're, you're exactly right, Black Ready Bear. There's no salvation in your nation. There's no salvation in your race. But, you know, there's no salvation in your sex. Oh, women are good. Women are bad. Men are good. Men are bad. No, it just is what it is. You know? Like a nation isn't a passport. A sex isn't a identity. It's true or it's false. I'm a mutt. Like, I get it. I get it. Shapiro had a quote which was true, but it uh, owned all his in Civ hat. Now, anytime you put a modifier in front of a word that's inherently good, you turn it into a perversion of itself. Yeah, Judeo-Christian. I'd say I'm an American-born Indian because if I go to India, it's abundantly queer. I'm culturally American. Well, we're in a transition period, Food Forest Bear. You're not American and you're not Indian. You know, you're Indian. I get it, dude. We're in a transitional period and that's not scary. It just is what it is. You're not American as a nation. I don't know, man. Because America right now is being like completely recolonized, reconfigured. I don't fucking know, man. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you want to get to the root of where trannies come from, it starts with accepting anything that is nonsensical. If America has no nat like blood nation identity, then it can be anything. It can be a million genders. It's the same shit. You know, think we're all mutts if you go back far enough. Eh, I don't know. You could say that about animals where it's like, oh yeah, all Nigerian dwarves are mutts. If you go, it's like, I don't know, dude. I I don't really know how to. Uh, Oh, my buddy says the PSYOP is defending the morality of beer. Being outraged by the tranny on the beer is degradation on a few levels. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope he's watching right now. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, valid, uh, it, it's in internalization of sin as morality, validating self-righteousness. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Just bear in mind, like Food Force Bear, I would be totally fine being your buddy and living in America. Like, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I want the words to have a fucking coherence to it. All right. A good person doesn't have a nation. Good person is above any nation. That makes no sense. So is a, a good person doesn't have a sex. Like, I'm not a man. Like, what is that even, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not... You're, if you derive your morality from your sex, like men are good, women bad, a nation is just a fucking fact. The Jap is not a Korean. And they, I got to do something about that. I got to weigh it down. That's like the 80th time that's happened. And they know that, dude. And that's why they're stronger because they know that. You, a Japanese guy doesn't become a, a fucking Chinese guy when you give him a piece of paper. A nation is not ethics or moral. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's pretty racial, dude. It just is what it is. All right, let's move on. It's kind of a bummer. My parents didn't talk more about my family origins. I just know I'm somehow loosely related to General Sherman on one side and Dutch farmers on the other. Then a spick hopped a fence, says Demon Hunter Bear. I think that's pretty much all our fucking origins. We have some lore of like someone we're related to. Some spick hopped the fence. In my case, it was a Jew, you know? But it doesn't, like, listen, we're in a confusing uh, 
changing of the guards, the changing of the age, whatever the hell you call it. But you just can't lie about it. I'm not making any claims like you can't live here. You don't, you know, none of that shit. It's just like, uh, you know, we're just a bunch of fucking mutts at this point. All right, Mexicans spread fast because their women are godsend. Yeah. Well, I mean, you talk, you, you talk to a Paraguayan, they know who they are. They know exactly what they are. You talk to a, uh, you know, like a Sri Lankan, they know what the fuck they are. Those are nations. You know, there's not like this confusion that America, Canada, uh, South Africa. Now, South Africa, I wonder what they're, what, what they're up to. Do those boars know what they are? I don't know. America just has a lot of identity problems right now. We really, uh, really got our hand. We stuck our hand in the honeypot a lot. The Pledge of Allegiance says one nation under God, too. I don't know. It's probably a gravel. Okay, let's read some, uh, let's read some mail. Call a Cuban a Puerto Rican, they won't like it. Right, because they know what they are. And it's not like you're deriving your morality from it. That's why I'm not a white nationalist or like a, uh, Aryan guy, like a proud white man, because it, it's just like being a proud man. You know, it's like being like, oh, men are better than women. It's like, no, it's just a fucking category. You know, I'm taxing with German roots, allegedly. Nice. Okay, dear Owen Redman Benjamin, uh, I was deeply wounded when my first letter wasn't read online. After months of savoring ladles of gravy, I find myself spiraling right to the tank. I'm probably dust off my rollerblades, disc man, and clean off my wham and culture club CDs too. <laughs> Enclosed is a piece of silver with the Holy See's sacred image to not only pay for all the past, present, and future gay I will be, but also to remind you to pay your gay away to a man in a robe, lest you go to the dirty, naughty, dirty place. <laughs> this is great. Who wrote this? Who the fuck wrote this? From Jaybird Bear. Okay. That aside, your streams are a daily dose of fresh air. For a world full of fart smellers, most days I find myself a 20% delta, 30% omega, 50% gamma. You're a gamma then. I mean, it's you don't get to have like, it's fine. It's fine. No one cares. I'm not going to tell anyone how to live. But keep coming back to work on my recovery from living in the matrix. Just yesterday, a couple black youths slapped my work van while at a stop sign. I jumped out to confront them, saying, come back here, you little nigger. In the heart of the moment, I was afraid to say the second syllable for fear. A white mob might defend, might descend on me for calling out punks, baby steps. In hindsight, I recall causing parked car damage skateboarding in my youth, but I was respectful enough to not get caught in the act. Being mostly gypsy, it makes sense I'd opt for sneaking around at night. Good thing I'm not black. Maybe one day I'll live somewhere I can hide in the snow. Until then, it's I'm really enjoying this letter. I'll keep vicariously living through you and homestead living. Must be nice. <laughs> you're not actually, you're too honest to be a gamma. I'd say you're a delta that's kind of like just a little fucked up. 
Deltas or gammas aren't that self-aware. All right. That was too funny to be a 100% gamma. Well, I mean, you can't be like the gamma will. See, this is why I don't actually think he's a gamma because the gamma would say I'm part gamma, part sigma, part alpha. They never go the other way. So I actually don't think he was a gamma. I think he has must be nice envious tendencies that he deals with. Um, you know, little fear squirting. But gammas never look the other way. They always are like, well, you know, as a sigma, they're, they're deluded. That, that letter didn't come from a position of uh, self-delusion. He's like, I'm going to live vicariously through you as a homesteader. Must be nice. <laughs> I was just scatting, baby. I'm now the alpha. Yeah, but as Vox pointed out accurately, that guy was an omega. Too funny to be a gamma. Gammas can be funny. That's not a sign that you're not a gamma. Unfortunately, gammas can be funny. No, the gammas all want to be the alpha. No one wants them to be the alpha and they self-sabotage and they like lie all the time. They never say they're part omega and delta. They say they're fucking sigma or alpha. All right, not paying, not paying gay away, but showing appreciation. Thanks for the example. Off booze, drugs, third, uh, third year garden. Our first born was, boy was born, six-month family is from Finland. We are the original whites. The only real whites are the Finnish. Everybody else, we're all a bunch of dirty fucking niggers. Uh, sorry. Next to the Finnish, we're all just a bunch of niggers. Because we've been breeding with like, I don't know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. When it comes to the race stuff, I'm just pointing out that there's a lot of confusion uh, that it's not just gender. There's a lot of racial confusion, what a nation means, what science is, the fucking, what the dollar is, what all the wars were. What I see it as, and this is how I stay sane and productive and happy, is we're going through a transitional era. And when that happens, you get a lot of revelation. You get a lot of revealing. You get to see all the lies and shit come to the surface and then you get to start again and you do it better this time. That's, uh, that's how I view it. Vox gets it regarding nations. Yeah, he was very instrumental with me understanding what a nation is and what the, the, the psyop of um, melting pot and all that. And he's part American Indian. It's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have like Cherokee nation, Iroquois nation and be like, okay, so I'm a Cherokee now. And they're like, no, it has to do with your blood, your past. It's like, so what's the American nation? They're like, oh, how dare you, nigger, faggot, right? They're, it's just like nonsense. Uh, is that why the people that can't shift errors are called trannies? Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's, if you don't look at trannies as bad, obviously it's a lie and it looks fairly demonic, right? It's a perversion. But if you just look at what is, like winter, summer, spring, fall, you, you get a better idea of what's happening. It's like, why is the world full of tra trannies? Because the world itself is transitioning right now. And that's not the end. It's just, it's like right now outside my window, all this, the snow is transitioning to green. I see it as a positive. You know, I, I, I've had the growing pains of fear recently with the money stuff, but uh, overall it's a positive. I see the transition being a good thing. You know, and I think a lot of people are confused at what the transition actually is. Is it that their penis makes them a girl? 
And unfortunately, a lot of those people are being pulled into a state of hell. But something's transitioning or else this wouldn't be happening. The Jays push the melting pot idea so they can fit in better. Yeah, also, it's like if everyone else is doing the wrong thing, you win again, special boy. Okay, the Jews know that they're a nation, that they have a bloodline, that they test for Ashkenazi blood. They know that, right? They're defined by their blood because they're a nation. Now, a country is not a nation necessarily, like the 50 states of America has been an empire since 1871. But what America originally meant was an Anglo-Saxon nation out of England. And look at, you know, now we've been an empire for so long. It's like, you look at England. They got, you know, an Indian, a fucking Pakistani, a Jamaican. It's like, you can see the confusion with England now, right? Where you're like, what does it mean to be English? Is it a country? A country is like a farm. You got the ducks, the rabbits, the geese, the cows, whatever the fuck. But a nation is a specific bloodline, typically, whatever that even means. You know, I think the DNA is a little grabbled itself. I don't know. Guys, I don't have the answers. I'm just working through these ideas. Because whenever I condemn, I always try to do it to myself. Where I'm like, okay, these trannies are full of shit. People, how do you people not see that a penis makes you a boy, right? And then I go, well, what am I doing that's like that? Because it all goes back to your own heart. Where it's like, if other people are making that mistake, what mistake am I making right now that's just like that? And then if you look at the right wing, you see it everywhere. The Patriot Act took away freedom, you know, the Gulf of Tonkin, the moon landing, all this stuff is complete nonsense. And so who the hell are we to judge uh, nonsense? I can judge nonsense. The more nonsense you get rid of your life, the more you can actually judge it. He would know sin cast the first stone. Well, if you don't possess that sin, you can cast the stone. Like, if you're not a murderer, you can condemn a murderer. If you're not a rapist, you can't. It doesn't mean if you sometimes drink alcohol, you can't cast a stone on a murderer. That's total horseshit. It's if you're doing that sin, you can't cast the stone like the hypocrite Pharisee. That's all that means. It doesn't mean if you've ever sinned or have any weakness in you at all, you cannot condemn another man. It means are you part of that sin? And I think that's pretty obvious, but it's being used to say no one can condemn anyone. Do as thou wilt, race to hell, right? Well, see, in hell, well, it's all race to hell. Now, the point of getting rid of these sins and being able to condemn and to judge, uh, no one threw a stone at the woman, right? Because they were all engaging in it. Gypsy Bear, I know you have a hard time with this stuff, and I get it. I know you want to sit there and do your Christian stuff as a gypsy, which is hilarious. But legally speaking, like, like, think as an adult man. Don't just think of like, well, no one threw the stone because no one's allowed to throw stones because we're all so weak. How do you have a functioning society if no one can throw a fucking stone? Jesus uh, her, told her to sin no more, right? Because everyone was in on it. Do you want me to explain to you the Bible, Gypsy Bear? You try to explain to me the Bible all the time. You want me to explain to you the jurisprudence of the Bible? I might not understand a lot of the Bible, but I do understand how a society functions. The whole point is if everybody's doing the sin, you would have to kill everybody. He would know sin cast the first stone. Okay, are, are you all guilty of this shit? 
Yeah, okay, well, then you can't condemn this woman. Now rise and sin no more. That means stop being a whore. They were all sinners is the message. Gypsy Bear, you don't understand it. And for someone that wants to write me 10 pages of shit about how I don't understand the goddamn Trinity, you might want to just sit back and fucking listen because you gypsies don't understand how to run a fucking society, okay? The whole point is the Pharisee was doing the sin that they were condemning others for. It's like if I was putting someone in, in uh, prison for hate speech, right? Or whatever the fuck the law was. Like right now I'm like, that nigger's, that, that nigger's going to jail for hate speech. The hypocrisy was so naked that justice wasn't working. Okay? That's what that means. So he with no sin cast the first stone means in a world where the condemner is doing the sin, no one is respecting this. And you can't do justice. So the judge has to not be a part of the crime in order to judge. Jesus said, you know, um, and then he said, rise and sin no more. Because do you think Jesus said that you can't judge a rapist or a murderer or a pedophile? Right? When he said, what did he say to do to those who lead the child astray? You put a millstone around their neck and send them to the ocean. Do you think that sounds like someone who just forgives everybody? We have brought at least to society... Black women, of course. That makes no sense, Gypsy. It's, it's your time to just listen because I know a lot of times you guys really want to teach when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You might understand something like, like details about the Bible that I don't. I'm not a biblical scholar, obviously. I'm not even good at that type of theo special boy theology. What I do understand is how a society would have to function with laws. Religion is about laws. It's about how to have a civilization. It's not about how to make a fucking gypsy feel good in his little wagon. No one cares, dude. When you're like, here's 10 pages on the Trinity. The Trinity is the least fucking important part. Ah, how dare you? That's the only part. Make me squirt. Dude, okay. How? Look out your window right now. You're seeing five-year-old tranny. Ah, he with no sin cast the first stone. What is the sin? Porn. Do you see? Do you see, Gypsy? Okay. When you have a society that's consuming porn on the level that ours is, no one's casting stones because they can't. Jesus changed the world. I can understand throwing out the baby with the bathwater with Christianity because they're such cunts. Exactly, says Gypsy. Gypsy Bear, you're about to go to the fucking gravy tank. You have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly, says the gypsy. You don't, you guys get in the wagon and go head on down the road. Gypsies are like, what's law? Yeah, the gypsy law is whatever you can get away with. So anyway, so the whole point is he with no sin cast the first stone. He's pointing out the hypocrites. If you watch, and he changed the world because now people are functioning this way. I don't know if they did before or not. I wasn't there, but I do know how people are. I see it in their fucking eyes. If you consume porn, you don't point out perversions. Now, a lot of the people that are trans rights, gay rights, women's rights, all this stuff, it's not that they're necessarily watching gay porn, they're watching porn. They're consuming fucking on their camera, on their phone. Okay? Yeah, the fabric of reality was shifted. In my opinion, I think that did happen. So why are they not throwing stones? Because they're part of it. He with no sin 
cast the first stone. If you're consuming porn, you're consuming pedophilia. You're consuming trannies. You're consuming all of it. You can't make, you can't say one and not the other. And then what did Jesus say? Rise and sin no more. You know, you stop doing that shit. You can see it now and you can condemn it without being the Pharisee. It's very logical, guys. You don't need a special boy to interpret it with a dress. You want to talk about tranny shit, Gypsy Bear? Okay, does your wine identify as blood? You're a tranny. Oh, it's wine, but identifies as blood. It identifies as... No, you're, you're doing the same exact thing as the trannies. So your wine, your grape juice identifies as blood? Okay, well, you're a tranny now. You're now engaging in nonsense horseshit. If I tell a pedophile in a dress in a little closet my sins, I'm forgiven, according to what logical reality? That's tranny shit. You might as well put a fucking unicorn hat on and say you're a nigger from outer space. It makes no sense, dude. So you go into a dark closet with a guy in a dress and you whisper your secrets and he tells you to count on a necklace and you think that helps you in any way because you're a tranny. Transubstantiation. Trans. The truth about the back and forth bickering between left and right is they're both right. They say the original tranny story hour and it shows all these uh, Catholic priests. Yep. But they use that to say, oh, our tranny story hour is great. No, keep men in dresses away from your kids. I think that's a Catholic thing. I'm not a Catholic. Well, that's good, Gypsy Bear. I'm glad we're, uh, we're coming back to reality here. Grape drink is what? No, transubstantiation means that the wine now identifies as the blood. You drink it, it's wine. It's not fucking blood. You have to play make-believe and pretend that that now transitioned to blood. You're doing the exact same thing that they did with fucking Caitlin. Do you not see it, Gypsy Bear? Oh, here's 10 pages on the goddamn Trinity. No one cares. Hey, BB, Ice Hockey Bear here checking. Let's transition back. There's a little bit of negativity there. Little negativity. Let's all, let's all just calm down. Transubstantiation always seems insane to me. Transubstantiation. That the wine now identifies as blood. That's fucking retarded. Why can't a boy be a girl if your wine can be blood? You're just making shit up. A Mexican is not a Jap. Okay? That's it. I know Gypsy Bear. I know that's it. I get it. <clears throat> Ice Hockey Bear here checking in to say hello to the bears with a story and to offer up a couple books as a gift to your bookshelf. Why, thank you. I'm not mad at you, Gypsy. I didn't even put you in the gravy tank. But I'm just letting you know that there are times when you don't have to just start talking. You can listen. I listen all the time. I really do. You might not think so because I talk for a living and I'll talk for two, three hours. I spend most of my day listening, podcasts, books, reading, listening to people around me. Consume what other people think. You don't have to just say what you think all the time. You know, the, he with no sin stuff does not mean we're not allowed to condemn people. You could not have a civilization if you did that. That makes no fucking sense. Grape juice is not blood, you fucking retards. You don't get to tell tranny story hour to not do tranny story hour when your men in dresses tell nonsense tranny shit to kids. 
Like that's, that's the whole point. You don't get to judge because you are that. You know, that a son identifies as a father. Okay, well, you're a tranny. Oh, how dare you? Oh, no. How dare you? That doesn't work. It's communion, like eat together, break bread for the purpose to remember what I... That's fine. There's no problem whatsoever in breaking bread and remembering. To say it is blood. This is the Catholic claim. I did tell Barry. I don't know if you're Catholic or not. But the Catholic claim is it becomes blood. It's not metaphor. Transubstantiation means it actually is blood. That's retarded. To say like, remember me or eat the blood of, you know, the blood of life is water or whatever the fuck. People talk in metaphor and story form. Okay. No problem whatsoever. They say it is flesh. If you say, uh, you know, eat, eat of the bread and remember my abundance. Or whatever. Of course that makes sense. That's a metaphor. If you say, oh no, that is his flesh. That is his blood. And I remember being a kid drinking fucking grape juice, being like, this isn't blood. And everyone's like, how dare you? I'm like, okay, nigger faggot, right? It's like, I have no problem with communion. You, I, I actually see it as something to do every day for everything you do. When you eat any food, you're eating of his uh, providence. All food is from God. All water is the, is the blood. But it's a metaphor. It's not actually Jesus's blood. Read up on transubstantiation proofs hilarious. It's so unbelievably stupid. They say the bread is actual flesh. Yeah, it's human flesh. I'm not, I'm totally for eating. I, we pray at every meal. Eating and remembering that it's all of God. Drinking and knowing that water itself is the blood of God. Where you have metaphorically, it's not rivers of blood. That if you look at rivers themselves, they look like arteries and veins and you have like blockages with dams. It's very beautiful and metaphoric. It's not literal. Okay. It's like saying a tomboy and then going, oh, a boy. No, no. It's a girl who acts kind of like a boy. That doesn't make her a fucking boy. They also say the priest knows the proper words to make it transform. The priest, the tranny, is transitioning the water into blood. Or grape juice into blood. It's Guys, it's the original tranny story hour. And I'm not against Christ. I'm not against God. I love God. I love Christ. But I'm not going to say I'm Christian if that's what Christianity is. That I have to say that a son identifies as a father and grape juice identifies as blood. No thank you. Okay? And how dare you? Jim Bob knows. Jim Bob is part of a tranny thing now. Men in dresses. Make, playing make-believe. Pretending that some asshole that becomes a priest because they say the right magic words has any more of God's ear than my child is fucking retarded. Caitlyn Jenner is more of a woman than that. Jesus Christ. First off, I know reading is not your thing, but the books and clothes are great on anyone's bookshelf, whether to read it or 20 years from now. The first is called The Prophet by Clee Graban which has short parables regarding questions of life that are filled with much wisdom and ladles of gravy. 
The set, holy water is real, and I'll tell you why, and then I'll finish. Because water does react to um, prayer, positivity. I know this is actually provable, okay? Uh, that water does resonate with sounds. It's like magical. Water has a, an incredible amount of mysticism behind it that most people are not uh, aware of. Like baptism, stuff like that, totally on board, okay? Holy water isn't claiming the water is blood, like a fucking horror movie. Blessing water is legit. Yeah, there is holy water. There is cursed water. Water holds memory, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying it's permanently cursed or permanently holy, but the resonance of water is a fucking fact. Yeah, it's an antenna. Yeah, it has memory. Yeah, yeah. So holy water, I have no problem with. Where somebody puts blessings and sounds and music into water and life, like the living water is a real thing. Right, whatever. All right. The second is my favorite book to which many people have either read or have heard of. It's called The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. This book gave more insight than one could imagine into what our life's purpose and journey truly are and what it takes to get to the mountaintop which among many things in this life takes great sacrifice. I sent a couple coins with the hopes you could pass it on to either Coddington Barrett, no, I keep it, or someone just as worthy. Giving books as gifts is a passion of mine and thought I would share. Uh, I mean, if I see Coddington, I may give him a coin. I'm not mailing him. He's doing fine. Uh, sad tears and happy tears look drastically different under a microscope. Yeah. Owen's piss-filled bathwater has nightmares. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well done, Stuntman Bear. Oh, that just made me laugh. I love getting made fun of when it's, like, high skill. It's just the gamma mockery is fucking infuriating because it's just no one pays attention to the skill of it anymore. You know, it's just... As for a quick story... God truly is in control. Just a week ago, our family was rocked with numerous blows to the proverbial stomach. I'm, I'm glad you said proverbial. I thought you all were shitting yourselves. Anyway, the first of which being my stepmother, whom my pregnant wife, my father, and I care for, all of a sudden going to have to come up with a large sum of money to cover some hospital bills, to which we were told at first were covered. Uh, nothing insurmountable, but the skeletons... It uncovered in the ways my father's finances and debt has put our family on thin ice. Ooh, that gets intense. Money is a bit of water itself. The Holy Sea, frozen assets, liquid assets, cash flow. Man, that's some good, that's some good gravy right there. I'm glad we all had this conversation today. It means you too, Gypsy Bear. Thanks for being the little gypsy thorn in my side. I needed to really think of something cool. I know we've talked about that in the past, but how it uncovers like money is a spiritual flow that, yeah, the banks of the river. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really can uncover a lot of shit. Just like water, water will show you things that you can't imagine. And so does money. It's so interesting. Like when you looked into money, you saw stories about your family. Same fucking thing happened to me with my dad. Not two days later, my brother, who was also expecting a child later this year, found out a soon-to-be daughter would have Down syndrome. Not only I, but most of our family would have gladly adopted as we were worried 
they would do something irreversible. Yeah, Down syndrome people can be awesome. No problem, man. I, you're not a gamma, which I respect, Gypsy Bear. I'm glad you didn't spurg out and freak out. But sometimes you can just like really run your mouth when you should be listening. I've known a lot of gypsies to do that. Just you and your fucking crystal balls always see in the future. Well, put the crystal ball away and let's talk about laws. Gypsies are like, what? Laws? What the fuck's a law? All this said and shared. Uh, oh, yeah. Thankfully, this was not to be the case. Upon another ultrasound, they discovered not only are they having a boy, but a healthy child at that. Well, Down syndrome can still be healthy. They're just like fun retards. On a farm, there's nothing wrong with Down syndrome. It's what we do, very low impulse control. Oh, I know, Gypsy Bear. I know what you guys do. That's why the only way to deal with low impulse control is loud voices and gongs. Guys, I'm a very utilitarian man. The other will hopefully, God willing, show up in a few short months with the sound cries and tears of joy as I become a father. Oh, can, uh, allegedly someone in the clinic messed up some documentation. They don't mess that up. They tell people all the time that their kids are going to be Down syndrome just so people have more abortions. That's a fact. Oh, they just messed up the paperwork. No, they do that all the time. It's a shit test. How much do you want that kid? Would you take a Down syndrome kid? Yeah, okay. Well, it's not even Down syndrome. Same thing that happened to me with uh, comedy. Will you take poverty in order to say the authentic joke? Yeah, well, here's some prosperity. My syndrome may be down, but my money is up, says Red Diplomacy Bear. Yeah. Uh, law backwards wall. Hmm. Way to go, Josh. Jesus. Oh, look, they got it right when we started asking questions. What a coincidence. Yeah. Dude, they did that to us on our second kit, says Toronto Drew Bear. Yeah, they do it all the time. They're like, yeah, it's a retard. And then parents are like, well, I just, I, listen, Barbara, I just, I don't know if I are. And then if, but if you're like, no, I want our child to get from God, then they're like, oh, turns out it's not a retard. Sorry, someone messed up the paperwork. Welcome to fatherhood. In uh, Islam, I don't know if it's a hadith or, or if it's in the Quran, but there's a story where paradise will appear to be hellfire and hellfire dude it's so true hellfire will appear to be paradise and so when you choose i don't know the whole thing i'm tara i'm not good at transmitting religion to people obviously and i really don't want to get in a fight with anyone about it but the basic gist is paradise will appear to be hellfire and hellfire will appear to be paradise and based on your faith in the one true and only creator you will accept hellfire out of the love of God and you will be given paradise and vice versa. If you forsake God and truth, good, true, beautiful, whatever, because uh, it's God, what does that mean? A lot of people have different um, notions. Does that mean listening to the man in the dress? No, but you know what it is. You know what it means to do the right thing. Uh, and if you go towards the hellfire, if you go towards, you go, you know what? I just can't handle it. I'm going to go to paradise. Sorry, guys. It's actually the hellfire. They tried to scare my wife into an amniocentesis test. I shut it down. Kid was fine and is awesome. Trout Jew Bear, that's why you're one of my main Jews. That's why I will never allow anti-Semitism on my page anymore. Because every time someone wants to talk about you Jews selling all the porn, the debt, and the war, and all that, I'm like, 
some of the strongest guys I know are fucking dirty little Jews. Isn't that right, Toronto Jew Bear? I know I'm being funny, but I mean it. I know some really fucking cool Jews. All right. All the best to you, Amy and the boys. Onward to Bertaria, Ice Hockey Bear. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Exactly. You're getting it. Nightmare if you're stuck in hell wanting to be the prank to be revealed. Yeah, what time is it? I got to get out of here in five minutes. P.S. Just want to make sure you have my email for Ozarks. I'm sure we do, but I will keep that just in case. Let me check and see if Coddington has alerted me to anything I need to know about. I picture Coddington being almost like a uh, like a little pixie. Oh, he does have something. A tale of two opinions. Okay, please reconsider the horn for all those in the car. I read that. Okay, what do we got here? Rolling on my fucking ass laughing. Oh my God, thanks Owen. The nigger faggot Jew honks have me dying of laughter. Thank you, Yui. Yui Hirasara. Dude, the Japs love me. They can't get enough. Um, one of the big super chats gave me a big laugh. Which one was this? How much more to show the throw the horn in the fire? Oh yeah, that one was funny. Okay, well done, everyone. Uh, Kyneton, final super chats. And we'll call it a day. I gotta get my uh, gong under control. It keeps falling over. I just gotta be more gentle about my gong. Okay, uh, I think part of what it means to be an American culturally is shrugging off the concept of, well, there's just how we've always done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Culturally, I totally understand what an American is. And it does have to do with grit. I hate to sound like a baby boomer. But nation doesn't mean that. And I know I sound autistic, but I, I realize if you give up ground on what words mean, everything falls apart. Nation is a, there is an ethnic component to it. There has to be. That's it. All right. Well, um, Puritan shrugged off the Catholic Church. The colony shrugged off the king and his taxes. And during the revolution, the English stood in straight lines as colonists shot them from cover. Exactly. And I, I had that conversation with uh, someone on Twitter. They're like, I was like, there is no right or left. And to act like they're in opposition is insane at this point. And someone was like, no, there is a right and a left. The right is order. The left is revolution. The right is this. And they did the whole thing. And I go, okay, so our founding fathers were leftists. Everything you just described is the fucking founding of our country. Overthrowing the order of the king is what founded America. So by your definition, that's the left. So this is a what? So that's communism. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I kind of have gravy. I may be an uh, obvious thought. Americans are frontiersmen uh, with little new places to discover to create America lost its identity. That is kind of true. Well, we can always go to space. Oh, that's why they did space. Because you got all these legends looking for new places to go and they got nowhere to go except like dudes' asses. So they're like, space! And everyone's like, ugh. Unreal. Late to the party. Nice to see UITV Super Chat. We'll listen again later. Paying my gay away. Thanks, P.O. Bear. Grateful my college are seen again. My college fivers are seen again. Yeah, no problem, Roman Bear. 
Some freaking guy says, I have been against the petrodollar, but now that we are losing reserve status, I found myself thinking we might need to go deliver some democracy to maintain dollar supremacy. Feels bad. Oh, totally. But that's the hellfire. That's the paradise you think you're running into that's actually hellfire. Always keep your moral stance or else it's going to be the opposite of what you think. You can't do something evil to get good. It ruins these fortunes that these men do out of crime because they think it's saving their family. It always ruins their family. Um, space, more like Gase. Good one, Anthony. Uh, what, was, what were we just talking about? That was a good point. Oh, but, but at least you're honest about it, dude. At least you're honest about it. That's always what the war has been. It's about delivering some democracy so people were forced to use our dollar. That dollar isn't benefiting you as much as you think it is. Unless you're one of these guys getting the money injections at the top of the pyramid. It really, by the time it, it, it trickles down, it really is trickle-down economics, that fucker Reagan. But by the time it gets to you, it, it has been very diluted. Like the, the potency of that dollar as a weapon, you don't really benefit from it. And all that shit, all the stuff you think that is benefiting your life from China, it's not. Your lifestyle you think is dependent on Chinese manufacturing, American uh, dollar reserves, all that. It really isn't. It's made it so you don't know where your stuff comes from. You don't know how to build it. You don't know shit. And you know what? All this foreign shit isn't even good for you. I don't think the deal is worth it anymore. Dollar reigning supreme requires global homo to dictate our lives and fuck with us through psyops. Yeah, and it also takes away your motivation to learn stuff and build stuff. Guys, I've spent a lot of money and time and effort like... I, I wake up every single morning and pull on tits. And every night before I go to bed, I pull on tits. And I have to haul fucking hay and all that. I don't even really make any money on it. I like lose money on it. And I did it because I didn't want to be weak. I did it because I didn't want to be motivated by the dollar. And sometimes it scares me. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I just spent like thousands of dollars on fucking shit that I could just buy milk at the store. Like I get panicky. I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> You're also giving your kids a hell of a nutrition. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm like, I won't be, I won't be Pavlov's dog. Like I'm not just going to do everything for more money. And I'm like, I'm not going to have the stick and the carrot motivate me I want it to be the right reasons. And I, it, it seems insane. I know why people call me insane. Why would I spend like 400 hours sometimes to, to transport all this fucking hay and grain and all this stuff and sit there every night and just filter it and store it and all that for like milk I can buy from a guy down the road? You know, and it's because I, I don't want to be motivated by money. I want to be motivated by what is good and the skills that we will need when the money collapses. Because there's a utilitarian reason why I'm doing this. It's because when the shit does hit the fan, which will be when it, shit hitting the fan will not be Mad Max, in my opinion. It won't be like chaos and all that. It'll be like you don't get to buy Chinese shit like you used to. Well, I know where I'm going to milk when shit starts spraying from the fan more. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like a lot of people have no idea where anything comes from. And so the amount of money and time and energy uh, I put into stuff that would be so much easier if I had, if I just hired Mexicans to do it or fucking, you know, um, or just bought it from China or bought it from some guy. It's like, I will have an advantage when other people don't know what to do. I think we're already there if you watch TV or social media. Yeah, yeah, because their, their food doesn't have nutrition in it anymore, but, so I'm not gonna need my crossbow. Oh yeah, you will for hunting and shit like that, but it's not, it's gonna be a lot of dependent, scared people freaking out in cities. It's already hitting the fan. It's like, look, like it's already like post-collapse Rome. They're putting fucking tranny kids on Bud Light cans. <laughs> like, what? Thanks for all the laughs. An office phone fell and disconnected. Earphones and blasted. You filthy whore. <laughs> nice. Jezza, paying it away. My wife and I chose Carlin for my daughter's middle name in 2013 pre-gravy. Well, it's still a pretty name. It's a gentle spray. Yeah, it's so quick. Things are moving faster and faster, though. And every, Do you guys feel it? Let's just talk in the chat for a minute, and then I got to go. And if you want a super chat, you know. Pay that gay away. Don't be a faggot. Uh, in real life, shit hits the fan gradually. It doesn't really work as a metaphor. Until it's fast. Like, the de-dollarization of the world is happening very quickly. And it's a lot faster than I even thought it was going to happen. And uh, the, you know... Right after a tranny kills a bunch of kids, allegedly, I think it was an op. But what do I know? You know, they're voting on arm braces the next day. The fucking shooter uses an arm brace. I don't know. I just, those type of things always, I question. But anyway, the president goes on television and says that we stand with trannies after they murdered a bunch of kids. Like, okay, guys, it's like wheels off the wagon, Bad, bad. And so that doesn't have to affect your life. That's why I'm not really covering that shit and getting pissed off. Because uh, we're supposed to be the rock as this happens. The shoe thing too. What's the shoe thing? Oh yeah, but it, a PSYOP that would have given the MSM months of ranting a few years ago only lasts a few days. Yeah. And I don't know if they actually killed kids or not or whatever. And the Daily Wire moves to... Nashville and their whole brand is about school shootings and tranny kids. It's so dark that, you know, this is worse than Rome. It's worse than, you know, the Senate in Rome towards the end was not doing this shit. They wouldn't have like tranny kids on poison water. That tranny shooting was a half mile from my old job. Good to hear coffee grounds bear. Uh, Farmland check, water check, oil reserve check. Yeah, and I'm not saying that economically things are, are going to get really bad for people, but the fear and the breakdown and the panic, it's, it's getting weird. And it's the whole world, because if America goes down, the whole world goes down, because everyone's in on the fucking scam. That's why he would know sin cast the first stone. Do you know how many countries their debt is in dollars and has to be paid in dollars? The dollar could go up in value really high before it collapses. Because if all these, all these contracts are in dollars, because everybody thought 
that the scam would never end. It's still owed in dollars. They can't just switch to Juan. There's going to be a, a if they really do de-dollarize the world. That, in my opinion, what do I know though? But the demand for dollars is going to go way up if they have to pay out their contracts in dollars, because the contract has to be paid in the currency that that it started in. Romans put a horse in the Senate at the end. We were end stage empire when AOC got elected. God, it. Many people are overextended. Yeah, and I, I even have financial fear, and that's why I know it's fake, but whatever. What if they refuse to pay? I don't know. It's a good question. Cash is king. It still is king for now, but there's a lot of change happening. I've been re-listening to your streams on Stad. Makes me think to the future and how to be family that grows through madness. Exactly the right attitude, Dewey Decimal Bear. It's all about thinking, how will this be a benefit? How can we, I don't want to use the word exploit because that's a negative connotation, but how can you use every one of these madnesses to uh, benefit you? Because selfishness seems bad, but let me just give you a little, uh, a little insight into how the bear community operates. I've noticed that the most, I wouldn't say selfish, but the most focused on their own businesses, their own lives, their own strength are the best assets to the community. Every single fucking gamma has nothing going on. And that's why they always spiral that we're not doing more for them. Like Sir Crushington and all these people, they're like, I wanted more cabins. It's like, well, what do you have to offer? Nothing. You do nothing. It's always like the bears that are crushing that have the highest status. So focus on your own shit. You know, it's like uh, rescuing a drowning man. You have to know that you won't be pulled down too. So really focus on how your family can benefit from all this. All right. Uh, that's one more thing that's kind of crazy to me that seems like a crack in the floor that is early rumblings of worse things. What happens when they don't blank, when they don't pay, when the cops don't come, when no one listens, when they don't follow the law? Exactly. Exactly. What happens when they don't blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of people in this community are very prepared for that exact scenario because I experienced that 10 years ago in Los Angeles when the cops didn't come. The cops didn't put the bad man in jail. What happens when you're not allowed on Twitter? What happens when you're not allowed on YouTube? What happens when your friends all pretend you're crazy? I've already went through all that. So now like what happens when the pumps don't work or whatever? There's always a way through, there is. And when you make it through, you will be stronger than them. I look at these comedians now and I pity them. I really do. I pity that they're not allowed to use the words they want and say what they want and and they're so afraid of losing that pump, losing that Netflix money, that the, the bot-driven YouTube status. It's all fake, man. It's all fake. Build your house on rock, not sand. Build your church. Build your, you know, build on rock. Yeah, it's not don't comply. It's don't rely. If you don't comply and you rely, what's the point? You're like, I'm standing up, but I still need the shit. Then you're not standing up. If you rely, you have to comply. 
a hill to grow on, not a hill to die on. Don't look for the places where you're willing to die. Look for the places you're willing to grow. You know, persistence is fertile. All right, team, let's, let's really have a good Easter. Kyneton, final super chats. When the pump runs dry, yeah. Let's just, as Kyneton collects any final super chats, we will listen to the song one more time. I've read enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to the start. I am now the alpha. Well, not how this works. I am now the alpha. I am the teacher. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. The alpha takes priority over anyone. I am now the alpha. Do you not know how that works? I am now the alpha. Teacher is calling the alpha to send you Steve right now. And the alpha doesn't have to listen. I am now the alpha. And now the alpha. The alpha takes priority over the team cell. All right, final super chat. It looks like we have some good insight from Rooster in the Hen. Uh, when slaughtering hogs and goats, we would hang them from a wooden beam by the ankles. Okay, that's what's called the bucket. When they tr thrash around while being dispatched, they'd kick the bucket frame, hence kicking the bucket. Hmm. That makes a little sense. I'm not, I still think kicking a bucket of cream is infuriating and it makes you want to kill one of these fucking nigger cows, right? But that makes sense. Anchor songs get better every time you hear them. Yeah. I am now the alpha. Cod, are we caught up? Unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Uh, BuildingBertari.com for our documentaries. Ladle.tv for a bunch of the creations that all of our artists make. Um, what else? Uh, BertariCampgrounds.com if you want to donate and help that uh, project. And then also app.bertaritimes.com to be part of that community. And I know that I'm not super interactive on that app, but that's by design. Let me just say this real quick. So I was talking to my friend about, you know, uh, growing the app and all that. And I'll post a few times a week on there. I never read inbox and I don't like interact a lot on there, but that was because I didn't want it to be about me. Like when we launched that app, we could have, it could have been completely destroyed if it was the Owen Benjamin show, my dream of that app, which is coming to fruition is it's a place to go without the drama, the hell, the rage, the fear to talk about homeschooling, homesteading, you know, families, all that shit. And it, it shouldn't have been about me. And so I had to take a back seat so that the, the culture in there didn't develop around my personality. And that's why I do that. It's not because I don't love the app. It's because I love it so much. I'm like protecting it. If you want to interact with me and see like me, you know, fighting in the hell, you know, I always have an Instagram backup or like a telegram t.me slash own Benjamin comedy. But that Bertari times app is so special to me that I didn't want it to be about me, which is ironic. That's why having your alpha be a Bravo is kind of a good thing sometimes. It's successful in that I've got a handful of friends on there who haven't heard the stream and they love it. Yeah, that's that's my goal. My goal the whole time of the app and why I had to take a back seat is 
I want people on there who don't even know I fucking exist. Red, Red Diplomacy says Schlurp. Thank you for that. All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. And then next Tuesday, I'm having Curtis Stone on. That should be exciting. Uh, so maybe tomorrow I'll talk about Hunger Games or something. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruiting, boy, guy. <laughs>